Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie B. Today, we're talking cookies. There's little chunks. Little guys, yeah. Just the little ones you eat, the regular ones. Eat the cookies. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> we're going to unearth the awful truth about cookies. You're going to come away from this episode being like, I, I can't look at them the same over again. Or what's wrong with them? Think about it. Can you trust them? I don't know. I've had untrustable cookies before. See? Now that you brought it up. Right, right. What was the first cookie you ever had? Uh, Probably, I very vaguely remember there being some sort of crumbly baby biscuit in my house. And <laughs> I don't think I remember it from my own life. I think my sister is a few years younger than me. And I think when she was born, we had some very crumbly sort of biscuit, sort of like a dog biscuit. For babies? But it just fell apart way uh -huh. easier. You're supposed to give it to them and they just gum it. Yeah, right. So that was probably the first biscuit or probably the first cookie I had. I don't know that I remember the first one I had. I do remember a, a moment in my life where I got extremely pissed off at a cookie, though. Oh, yeah? I was probably about seven or eight. My folks, we all went to the mall. We're leaving the mall and we got cookies on the way out. And I was I was holding it and trying to walk, and it was like crowded or something. We were outside, we were walking, and then I hear some guy yell, hey kid, you dropped your cookie. And I looked down and my cookie had broken off. Like all I had, <laughs> all I had was the heel of it. The butt end of your cookie. Yeah, yeah, so I just ate it and that was it. But moreover, I was like, I was mildly upset about it then because it was just, I, I didn't even go into it. I didn't even mention it to my parents because it's like, if you tell your parents that you dropped it, then it's just like, you know, people are different now. Parents are different now. Like you, you don't have to replace the cookie. You don't need to replace the cookie, but you would be empathetic. You would be like, I'm sorry that happened to you. That feels bad uh -huh. when that happens to you. I know how that feels. Uh -huh. You empathize with your kid, even if you feel like you you don't want to go all the way back into the mall. Right. Right. But like in, in the 80s, the predominant parenting style was shut up, you little wiener. Or it would be like, well, that's what happens when you don't watch your cookie. That's what happens. Absolutely. <laughs> There's like a little contempt in it. Uh -huh. well, so maybe if you were watching your cookie, dum-dum. Yeah, and I mean, I've thought of it since being an adult. It's not traumatic to me. It's just like, well, that I was a kid and I was like, well, I guess that's just what happens. I guess, you know, I thought that the physics of the cookie was going to work one way and it was like more crumbly. It was more like a baby biscuit than a choco chip, right? <laughs> right, right. I really thought I was working with some chewy dynamics and it just went sandcastle on me. Right. But I think as an adult, what I think about more, because I did, I was a fat little kid. I didn't need the cookie. You did it was, right, yeah. It was fine. I was, I got enough to eat. I probably also had a, a soft pretzel and a sugar soda and stuff. I was probably fine, right? Right. I think about the guy that yelled that. Why did he think I needed that information? And did he think I was going to eat the cookie off of the parking lot? <laughs> Because prior to the past two or three years, I was not a germaphobe. You know, I would wash my hands, especially if I'm preparing food. Sure. Or I've touched, you know, I've touched raw meat. Or touched poop. Well, yes, poop is a big... <laughs> Don't touch it. Poop is a definite <laughs> hand-washing trigger for me. Right. I, I feel like it is for a lot of people, close, so I'm not alone. How close do you have to get to poop before you have to wash your hands? How close? Uh -huh. if, I, if I'm pooping <laughs> and I have to do hygiene, then I wash my hands every time. Right. Yeah. But what if, like, what if you walked by a poop? 
Would you feel like you needed to wash up afterwards? No, no. What if you fell in the grass and there was a poop like two or three feet away from you? I'd look and see if I got any on me. <laughs> okay, okay. I wouldn't try to find like an emergency shower. I wouldn't go to the truck stop. Right. <laughs> Important questions you ask your spouse. You have to make sure you really know where, where they stand on stuff like that. So in our house, we take our shoes off. We don't wear shoes in the house. Right. Because that's... Only animals wear shoes in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't wear we don't wear shoes in the house. So you don't really track stuff into the house as much. And we keep our floors pretty clean. Right. Like if there's something on the floor, I'll pick it up. If there's some crap on the floor, I'll vacuum it up. Like if I see it, and then we also vacuum regularly. This right. is very standard. standard this is what upkeep. Yeah. It's what everybody does. So if I'm at home, my cookie falls on the floor. I pick the cookie up right. off the floor. It's my cookie. It's my floor. It's my foot. I already have all those germs in my collection. Right, right. It's fine. Right. It's fine. But a parking lot. Mm -mm. Now, what well, a skating rink? What if you dropped your cookie at the skating rink? Like on the on the carpet. On the carpet. <laughs> on the carpet with the stars and stuff on it. <laughs> I mean, there's like a lot. There's a lot going into it. If I was drinking, if I was like drinking, I don't know if you can drink at a skating rink. I've never been roller skating oh. at, a, at a skating rink. I used to go I've, all the time. I've been to the skating rink, but I've never roller skated in it, which is weird because I roller skated and rollerbladed when I was a kid. I just right. never. I don't know. I None of my friends went. I feel like maybe it, at least where I grew up, there was like a sort of nadir and rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like roller skating was washed when I was when I was really little. And then when they came out with roller blades, everybody did roller blade and you would you would blade in the street mm -hmm. and you would play street hockey. Mm -hmm. I did that. All my friends did that. So I never actually went roller skating. So I don't know if you drink there. But if I was drinking there and I dropped my cookie on the floor, I'd probably pick it up and brush it off and give it the old, the alcohol will kill the germs thought process. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh -huh. And I'd, I'd probably try to eat the cookie fast. I wouldn't let them grow and, like, colonize the cookie. I wouldn't set it on the table and be like, you guys have fun. I'll be back in an hour. Right. <laughs> I'd get it down. I'd make sure to take a, a good swig of beer or roller roller rink whiskey whatever they <laughs> yeah. whatever i'm whatever i'm drinking at the rink <laughs> please just start a skating rink where you can drink and call it the drinky rink <laughs> people would sue us like within the first week for getting drunk and then breaking their arms oh the liability would would be all on us. <laughs> it would be overwhelming liability. Right. And it would be complete chaos. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, people need more danger in their lives. All of the fight or flight you get, right? Of all the anxieties of contemporary society. Yeah. You build up all these anxieties and stuff that you can't, there's no outlet for them. You can't do anything about it. You're just impotently rageful. Right? So you need to do something really dangerous that makes you scream and scream just to get it out of your system. See, otherwise, you build up all those hormones. You think so? You think they're just building up in there? Like all the stress hormones and stuff. Unless you like, ah, you scream it out. You think, I don't, I don't believe in catharsis. I don't know. I do. Well, I think they've done some research and I think the mainstream viewpoint is that if you indulge in extreme behavior you'll look to do that as a response in the future right predominant 
I think that it's more like not doing things that... It... You mean doing things that make you scared. Uh-huh. Not doing things that are like an expression of anger. No, I'm talking about things that make you scared. Things that will make you go, ah, right? Like a roller coaster. Right, like a roller coaster. Just or like, blow, blow the juice out. Or like roller skating as fast as you fucking can until you're like, you're blowing your eyelids off. Just roller skating, roller skate. Roller skate the pain away. <laughs> At the drinky rink. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would tie in. I think it's unhealthy to tell people, look, just drink until, you know, your mood changes <laughs> and you get a little euphoria. Drink, That's Drink until your mood changes. It's fine. <laughs> that could be our slogan. <laughs> That's America's slogan. That's, <laughs> That's America's healthcare system. <laughs> Feeling down? Just drink it off. <laughs> I'm not just the inventor of drink until your mood changes. <laughs> I think focusing on the athletic part of it and minimizing, I think calling it rinker drink. <laughs> the rinky drink. drink. <laughs> rinky drink. I think calling it. <laughs> rinker drink. <laughs> Then if, you, if we called it rink or drink, then if someone got hurt, we would say it was their fault because they were doing both at the same time. That's our loophole. Oh, oh, rink or drink. Yeah, that's our loophole. Yeah, look, nowhere in the name does it say we're the booze cops. You have to self-regulate. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> your own fault. You asked for it. <laughs> You're the one who went down to rink or drink and did both. <laughs> like you were asking for it <laughs> now hold up there before you tell me how much this thing is worth i need to know are you antiques or are you a road show <laughs> would you eat something let's say bowling alley would you eat something off the carpet of a bowling alley how, did i drop it or did i yeah. find it yeah, oh, you dropped it. Is it wet? It's a soft pretzel, so it's solid, but it has a little butter yeah. and kind of a little moisture on it. I, if I dropped it, I'd pick it up real fast and wipe it off, probably. Yeah, and you'd give it a good wipe off. You know, I need a little bit of uh, a little danger to, like, sass up my immune system, right? Who knows what's on the floor of that bowling alley? Could be anything. Probably... <laughs> Probably some fungus. Mm -hmm. There's probably some, probably Sweat. a lot of mold spores. Yeah. I would say there's probably like skin type bacteria, probably a little staph, well, staphylococcus. Right? I probably got some of that in my mouth anyway. It's fine. It's fine. I think, I think what, it, it's the same stuff people got on the outside of their bodies. Right. And I think, you know, here's something interesting. So, you know, you eat raw vegetables, uh -huh. you get a broccoli and you eat the broccoli well, a huge amount of energy that your body uses to transform that broccoli into a food source involves killing the bacteria that are on it. Like, yeah, you're going to wash it off, but there's always going to be bacteria mm -hmm. on there, mm -hmm. right? Something like 20% of your body's energy for digesting vegetables, and I don't know what it's like for other food, 
but let's say raw vegetables, something around 20% of your body's energy for digesting these has to do with killing the bacteria. On yeah. Uh -huh. Now, I think that the environment, like the gastric environment, is really acidic. Uh -huh. Like your stomach has these epithelial cells and it has to just keep regrowing to resist the, the high acidity in your stomach. So that's gonna kill some of the bacteria, but they really, I, I don't know if it's white blood cells or what, I don't know off the top of my head, but they really gotta go in and chew those suckers up. Right, right. So I think you already have a system in place for your pretzel germs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, not, I'm not really germophobic, really. Like, even with all the pandemic stuff that we went through, I'm still not because like, that was airborne, that wasn't fomite transfer. Who cares? It wouldn't have gone on my hot dog anyway. Hot dog transfer was not a thing. <laughs> Come to the rinky drink and get your hot dog transfer. <laughs> Whatever germs are on the hot dog, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. Don't worry about it. Sometimes there's like an outbreak of like lettuce listeria or whatever dystopian bullshit's on the news this week. Oh, the spinach is covered in salmonella and E. coli, right? Yeah. Multi-state outbreak kills 15, right? That's horrible. But like, think about all the people who just ate the spinach and didn't think about it. <laughs> Like, that was probably I, a lot of them that, that and, made it through. And that's the thing is because... <laughs> As, I mean, as a person who drink, I drink a lot of water. Right. I drink a lot of coffee. I take, uh, I take some sports supplements, right? Mm -hmm. I eat a lot of fiber. I have fiber supplements and I eat a lot of vegetables and, and whole grains and stuff like that, right? You know, if I got a little bit of diarrhea from lettuce, who would know? I mean, did I get the diarrhea from lettuce or did I get the diarrhea from eating two pints of soup? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like back when people were were getting vaccines. I was like, well, I think I got the runs from this. But then again, who knows? Right, right. Sometimes I'll ride my bike for an hour and I'll immediately get the runs. <laughs> yeah. And that was not even injected. I was on top of that thing pedaling it. Right. <laughs> what else gives you the runs? I didn't put... <laughs> I did not put any part of the bike in my mouth. Nope, not even. yet. <laughs> what else give me? Uh, <laughs> what else gives you the runs, baby? I want to hear about it. Uh, waking up sometimes. Yeah, just life. <sighs> yeah, just life, sometimes baby. life. Sometimes soup, though. Right, it's usually soup for me. <laughs> well, the thing is that, uh, especially if you get soup at a restaurant, like the drive through soup restaurant. <laughs> They put, they put so much salt in it. Yeah, it's really salty. And there's just something about that. It's just your body. I mean, you love it, but there's just parts of your body. And I'd imagine your gut bacteria is like, are you fucking kidding me? Your gut bacteria is like, look, there was a week when all you ate was uh, fruity pebbles baked in like marshmallow mixture to make them into Rice Krispie treats that were also fruity pebbles. Uh -huh. And I dealt with that. And there was <laughs> that time when you ate 11 servings of pretzel rods. <laughs> you know, sometimes you go to the park and you pull stuff off the trees and eat that. And I've dealt with all of this. But you drinking a half gallon of soup, I'm just letting this through. I'm opening up. I'm not going to touch it. You deal with it. You're just a soup tunnel now, bitch. <laughs>
<laughs> I think that's what they do. I think they just step aside and open her up. Right. The soup's coming right out. Just we're not even going to pay attention to her. We're going to pretend the soup never happened. Yeah. Open Biden. <laughs> Hope you're not driving. <laughs> so, Natalie. Yes. Tell me. What? What is a cookie? What's <laughs> a cookie? A cookie is a baked or cooked snack or dessert that is typically small, flat, and sweet. And it will contain flour, sugar, eggs, oil, fat, or butter. And then sometimes you'll put other stuff in it like chocolate chips or raisins or whatever. I have never thought of cookies in that way. But really, if you came up to me and said, would you like a cooked flat snack? <laughs> that is not, I would imagine, something a lot worse than like a, a hamburger. Cookie. Well... A snack hamburger, that would have to be a, a small burger. A snamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Is a pepperoni a cookie? It's, well, a, well, you could cook pepperoni. Usually okay. they're just cured, though. They're yeah. like salt cured, right? What did you put in the microwave for a second? Oh, oh. Now it's a cookie. A cooked flat snack that we all love. <laughs> A pepperoni could be a cookie. <laughs> if you put two pepperonis on top of each other, is that an Oreo? I think it's a sandwich cookie. It's gotta be. <laughs> what's in the what's what's trapped in the middle? All the bacteria. I mean, all you had to do is like pretend that there's cream in between. Here's the thing. The Girl Scouts have been making cookies for so long. And as far as I know, they're still great. I occasionally have some, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. sure. Every few every few years we'll get some and then I'm like, nah, I can't be I can't be eating this. Makes me feel awful, right? Mm -hmm. But uh I think they could really take that operation up a notch. I think they've got all the little sunshine names and all the boxes always look like an like an educational videotape. <laughs> yeah, right. Those Girl Scout cookies always have a very like PBS right. look to them or met. Like the company that made Oregon Trail. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like outdoorsy. Like, yeah. Go get it. Yeah, totally. I think they ought to do a separate box and they should be called, I, I don't know, they should be called Savory Scouts or something. And you savory Scouts? And you just pepperoni. Yeah. It's <laughs> a box of pepperoni. You should get, just like the Thin Mints, you should get just a tube of little individual pepperonis. Right. Think about it. I would fuck up some pepperoni right now, sure. Especially if it was in little packages and then it also benefited the Girl Scouts, which is like the the better of the two scouts. Sure, yeah, right. That was something that came about recently. I tried to make pizza and I failed at it really badly, but then I had a bunch of leftover pepperoni and so I just started eating it. And I'll be damned, pepperoni isn't pretty good. That is a major discovery. <laughs> <laughs> I was never just like someone who would like freely eat pepperoni, but like once I opened that door, I was like, I'm here for it. Well, you know what? But I don't think I've ever bought a, a little package of pepperoni. There was something about it that always seemed like that is an ingredient. Like, <laughs> you know, I was always hungry as a kid and not because I was starved. My family, I was very lucky. My family always had enough to eat. I just, my metabolism was always crazy and I was always fucking bored. Mm -hmm. So I was always trying to eat stuff and the just pepperoni on its own to me strikes me like going into the cabinet and eating the baking chocolate. <laughs> And I'm, it's totally wrong. The pepperoni's good. You made me eat a pepperoni. It's good. Yeah, it's delightful. It's 
wonderful. It makes you feel like such like a gas station pervert, but it's great. But see, that's the thing is I love that feeling. There's nothing that I like more than uh, a nice little disgusting treat from the gas station. <laughs> yeah, right? A little Hormel goes down easy. And you know, sometimes you walk in the gas station and they have little clamshells there that are like full of salad and they're like healthy at the Flying J. And every time I'm like, fuck you. No, the Flying J is the one time when all bets are off. All bets are off. I'm going into the Flying J and it's just my heart that is shopping. My mind does not play into it. (laughs) I want a a pre-packaged hot dog covered in chocolate (laughs) and i want the packaging to look like it's from the 1970s (laughs) i want to buy combos it's going to be like literally the only time i ever buy combos ever just because i want to make sure they're still nasty and i'm going to eat them after i go to the gas station (laughs) i think combos is the worst food that's still good (laughs) yeah like it is it is objectively really bad but it is just the most clear product that's been made in such a way that it tricks your body into eating it anyway. Right. It's like not quite anything, and it it doesn't satisfy you in any way. I'm not even sure that combos make you less hungry. (laughs) They probably don't. That's why they sell them in giant bags. You just keep eating. You're like, I feel nothing. Right. It's just if you want to keep your mouth busy for the next four hours. Just get that big bag of combos and stay chewing, baby. It is... You know what they need to do? They need to check this out. So when they have dog cookies, they have dog treats, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Every time there's dog treats, they're like, this is made in such a way that it cleans your dog's teeth. This is made in such a way that it freshens your dog's breath. Uh-huh. Combos, you eat combos, it makes your teeth dirty and it makes your breath smell like you were eating artificial pizza because you were. Right. I think they should make combos and I think they should get the same salt and sugar and fat and like crunchy texture and like weird uh, gel yeah. <laughs> combination. I think they should do that and I think it should freshen your breath and scrub your teeth off. Yeah. I just had the greatest idea for new combos. What if they made combos where instead of being filled with that nasty processed cheese, what if it was combos and they were filled with hummus? That's fucking smart. Think about it. Maybe and I'm what, on my way to Whole Foods right now, baby. What What do you think <laughs> the outside? You still think the same like pretzel cracker hybrid? Yeah, it would just be like a, it would be like a combos tube only it would be like a pita chip. Oh. We call them Humbos. <laughs> hey man, why are you humming? I got them humbos. <laughs> Everything bagel humbos. <laughs> wow. Spicy Thai chili humbos. Just thinking about all the all the hummus flavors that really pop off in my house. Yeah, roasted red pepper humbos. <laughs> yeah, ro- roasted garlic humbos. Think about it. I'm ready for uh, investors. If you're interested in investing in my humbos, start off by investing in our Patreon Discord. <laughs> I'll know you're serious. Patreon.com slash Garbage Brain University. That's where you get all the patron-only episodes and you get access to our chat room where you can tell us topics to talk about. I think this topic of cookies has been suggested by a couple people. Yeah, um, some superstars in episode suggesting history such as Avocado Overlord 
Mishy and Lucia. Great suggestion. Sorry, we couldn't talk about cookies today, apparently. Well, we are going to talk about cookies. What I wanted to talk about next is, what do you think is the nastiest cookie in the store? And then I will tell you what I think is. I, uh, I'll tell you the nastiest cookie I've ever had. My mom, for a while, was a librarian. Uh-huh. Uh, she actually, she was a teacher. Um, the, the librarian in the school left and she actually had a degree in library science. And so she's like, okay, I want to do it. She went and talked to the principal and said, I want to be the librarian. And they basically let her because she was so much nicer than the previous librarian. Mm -hmm. And she also came in, she pissed off all the teachers because she came in and she put uh, computers in the library. This was in like 1990 or something. She put like those little lunchbox Macs those little black and white ones. And she typed in all the books in the library and she threw the card catalog out and people lost their milk duds. <laughs> they got extremely pissed. The kids loved it. But when she became librarian, there was a secretary in the library. It was like the library secretary. I don't know how it works. She was a very eccentric older lady. And she gave my mom some cookies and my mom brought them home and they were like white. It was like they had a film on them. They had black speckles and all I could taste was a little bit of black pepper, but it was not pfeffernus and they were not sweet and there was no other flavors. And I think we each ate like half of one and threw it away. Yeah. That was the worst cookie I ever had. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it was really bad. Yeah. I think my mom brought her her plate back on Monday and was like, they were great. Thank you. They were, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> now the worst mass market cookie. Uh -huh. uh, a while ago, Natalie and I got into these Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> And there was one kind of Oreo, I can't remember, but it was uh, it was like some artificial flavored Oreo. It was like uh, browned caramel or something. And it just had, uh, it had a very persistent like phenol taste to it or something. Yeah. It, it tasted like uh, some kind of petrolated resin or something. <laughs> I, they just, they mess something up. Right. It happens. Right. It happens. You know, they have to make so many cookies and they're not all going to be good, and it's okay. But that's probably the worst one that I that I've had. I think that Oreos overall are probably the most grossest cookies. Really? Just because they are the only ones that are so bold as to just like put trans fat like as the filling in it and just oh, yeah. lick it out. <laughs> you like to unscrew them and lick all the parts off. I like to take them apart and have the one half that doesn't have any cream on it. Okay. And then I break the other half in half and fold it on so I have one half of the cookie that has yeah. double stuff and one oh. half of the cookie that has nothing in it. It's oh, like okay. the yin and the yang. Okay, so you were, okay. I just. I don't like it out. I'm going to, okay, okay. You know what I'm going to tell you? I never watch when you do it because I'm going to confess something, which is that. I really don't like people playing with their food. It really is none of my fucking business what people do with their food before they shove it in their face. But I really do not like to see it. And so I will just not watch if I see people pulling their food apart. I don't really think that what I do is I would consider to be playing with my food either. N no, no, it's not. It's just, 
if I see people doing that stuff, I will just not look. Right. I would consider what I do with Oreos to be the same as like eating your dinner evenly so you always have a forkful that has everything from the plate on it. Well, sure. Sure. And I didn't say there's anything wrong with pulling the Oreos apart. Uh, I I may have confused it. Nona will take them and kind of scrape the filling yeah, off. Yeah, she's disgusting. She's a slob with cookies. I, I will just, if I want to have them, I will take them and chew them and try, try to eat them. I will imagine that it's a food and that I'm a person. <laughs> I think that they're nasty. And like, I haven't had Oreos in a while now. And I, I, I think I'm probably done with Oreos. I think that you should make your own treats. <laughs> I'm a convert on that. Well, it doesn't cost very much to get flour and sugar. Right. That's still pretty much Oregon Trail prices. Look, right. they've gone up a little bit. <laughs> right. But it, we're still talking a dollar here, a couple dollars there. Mm -hmm. And then you just, you do exactly what they say. You mix it up at the right time. And it's... It is pretty good. It's better than anything you're going to get at the store. There's not going to be anything nasty in it. There's not going to be any preservatives in it. It's not going to arrive at your house in a plastic bag. You're not going to give any money to Procter & Gamble. You're not going to give any money to Nabisco. You're not going to give any money to Pepperidge Farms. You're not going to give any money to any corporations in America. You are just going to make your cookies exactly how you like them and enjoy them without getting poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> the thing where I feel like everybody's poisoning me... <laughs> Now, if there wasn't poison everywhere and everybody wasn't trying to make you pay to get poisoned, then, boy, that would really seem like a stretch. That would that would seem like, you know, I think you're a little tiny bit paranoid. Right. But. Yeah. One of the, t you know, uh, going back to the diarrhea, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> one of the times I was crapping so much. I, I had uh, a virus or something. Uh, this is years ago, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Doctor, <laughs> help me." The classic, the classic, because I don't know the doctor's name because I don't have a doctor. I go to a building that used to be a bank, and then a guy who's about to lose his license is like, "Take this, I guess." <laughs> but they gave me some medication, and I looked it up, and it actually contained atropine, which is uh, belladonna, uh -huh. which is from nightshade, which is poisonous. Uh -huh. And what it is, is it was a little tiny bit of some opiate, and then they also put atropine in there, so if I tried to take too much of the opiate to feel good, I would get poisoned. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> so I was literally prescribed poison for my diarrhea. <laughs> Try this, baby. It's not paranoid when Oreos are like ingredients, crispity, crunchity flour, and the rest is trans fat. <laughs> Artificially flavored trans fat with artificial colors. Yeah, it's pretty much the only kind of fat that'll kill you, but we put it in. <laughs> it's just cheaper and it never rots. I know that when I am thinking about what is going to be most nourishing to my body, the answer is something that will not rot. You know, I used to eat this ice cream product called Halo Top. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, uh, it's a pint of it, and it has one, one quarter or one-fifth as many calories as eating a, a pint of regular ice cream, right? And it's ice creamish. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. Uh, it's got, like, it's 
sweetened with some kind of artificial thing. It's got like this bulking agent, whatever in it. And I, I ate it, it was pretty good. And you'd go around and you'd get all the different flavors, right? Cause you could have like a half of a pint of it and it was like eating nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, one day, you know, I ate some Halo Top and I set the container down and then I walked away. I just lost track of it. I, I came back the next day and it was room temperature and it hadn't melted. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> now I'm starting to think this isn't food. <laughs> yeah, that was disgusting. I don't think I should be eating this. Right. Think about it. I mean, not to steer this podcast into a negative place, but like with recent events in, in this country, I'm not giving any of these fuckers any of my money ever fucking again. The only language they speak is lucre, and I'm not fucking giving them any of my money ever again. Any multinational corporation, any company that is, like, destroying small business, any company that is, like, pillaging the arts to steal art from people so they can't make a living but they can continue to make mass market garbage... I'm not giving any of them any money anymore. None of them. And it's not that you think you're the make or break. It's just you don't want to play a part in it. Just leave me out of it. Right. That's I how mean, I, I will. I will live a humble life, and I will live in a lifestyle where I do not buy stuff very often, and I repair my stuff, and I do not engage in blind consumerism constantly if it means that they get less money. That is the only language they speak. Protesting, voting, none of it has ever worked. The only thing that we need to do now is stop giving them money, period. That is the only thing that they will listen to ever. You know, recent, recent events, <laughs> to be vague, make me think that uh, all of the song and dance is just being done for the money or- Always is. It's just about money. You know, whether it's uh, whether it's social or political, you know, everything except the business is done for the money and the business is explicitly done for money. So what are you going to do? I think it comes back to the fact that you at least know if you make your own cookies, if you want poison cookies, you can get poison and put them in. Right. If you want them, if you have a kid that's like, these don't taste right, well, you can go get a little poison. <laughs> And you, you put that, whatever it is that degrades a person's heart. You put a little microplastics in it if you want. You can get some, like, little bit of rat feces. Like, you're allowed to have, like, X amount of rat feces in your cookies from the store, right? You can get a little rat feces and put it in your homemade cookies if you want. Yeah, yeah. Anything you want. Your body, your choice. It is... You know, <laughs> you, can get that, you can get that authentic flavor. Uh-huh. That store-bought. That store Fancy from the store with the rat poop and the fucking oppression. And the food coloring? Uh-huh. Love to taste colors. <laughs> That's, uh, Natalie's not talking about synesthesia. She's talking about, uh, the, the way that food coloring tastes bad. <laughs> it tastes like fucking awful shit. Tastes like chemicals from a dog's ass. <laughs> At least it makes it look like you baked your cookies for long enough. <laughs> They tell you how long to put them in the oven. It's really not hard. Right. Right. <laughs> well, if they, if they underbake them and put some brown food coloring in them, they'll have that 
void space in the middle from not cooking it right that they could fill a trans fat and chemicals that make you feel like you didn't eat anything. Sounds like a bargain. <laughs> right? If, if you love eating cookies, you got to get some of these store-bought cookies with all their weird chemicals and you can just eat cookies forever and never, ever stop because it fucks up your hormones. You just keep on eating cookies until you fall over. Well, if I were... <laughs> If I were a conspiracy theorist, I would identify areas of town where it was not considered profitable to put a proper grocery store known as a food desert, and I would only put convenience stores there that only sell poison. Only sell the food that makes you eat more and more and more. The trick food that doesn't actually contribute to your health. Right. Um, so speaking of Oreos, those are kinds of cookies that have filling in them. There are also custard creams, jammy dodgers, bourbons, and Oreos, like I said. Sometimes they'll have marshmallow or jam filling if you went to somewhere who made real cookies. That's like the bake-off cookies. Mm -hmm. When the guy and the old lady eat it and they say scrummy. Yeah. I gotta say, I cook some shit that you would say scrummy for. <laughs> If I had to say it, I hope they pay him enough to say scrummy. They have to hang out with that bald baby. You need to say scrummy to me when I cook next time. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I've been pumping out some very high-end baked goods lately. Yeah, you've been doing a good job. <laughs> uh, so sometimes people will dip cookies into a drink. No, like biscotti. Yeah, or like chocolate chip cookies and milk. You know, I really like the biscotti construct because it's like you whip it up and you make your product and you bake it and then you take it out and then you bake it again. Yeah. Like it always makes something better when you cut it up and then you cook it again. Right. Like I made pulled pork and you pull the pork apart and you know what you do after when you have the leftovers of it? You get a hot pan, you throw it in there, and the fat kind of cooks out of it, and you kind of fry it. Yeah. It's like toast concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the toast concept is like one of the finest methods of cooking. Anybody's ever thought of whatever kind of food you have, you go ahead and you cook it, and you get it all cooked, and then everybody's like, mmm, smells good, and you're like, not done yet. You slice it up, cook it again. Right. We do that meatloaf, too. That's the stroke of genius. Yeah, the meatloaf. You make the meatloaf, then when you have the leftovers, you make the slices, you put the slices in the pan, you brown that sucker up. Right. Did you know that Cookie Monster is a Muppet from Sesame Street? And he does not eat cookies. He actually <laughs> eats rice cakes. Really? Yeah. So they're like painted up rice cakes. Uh -huh. They got that brown food coloring on it, just like yeah. the cookies in the store. Right. I think that I think that the regular cookies like fucks the puppet up. Oh yeah. Because it gets greasy and chocolate shit all over the all over the puppet. Can you imagine how mad they would get if you got food and stuff on an actual Muppet? <laughs> yeah. How much how much do you think a single Muppet is worth? I don't know. I'm sure they have like a whole lot of rotating ones though. I bet a single Muppet is probably worth like twenty thousand dollars. It's like the first time you find out how much a violin is supposed to cost. Yeah, let me see. Let me see here. How much does a cookie monster <laughs> cost? <laughs> okay, Bing, buy cookie monster near me. <laughs> Real one. Okay. <laughs> okay. How much does a... Real. <laughs> All right, uh, it's not going to tell It's us. not going to tell me. Um, Cookie's monster's real name is Sid. Oops, 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 nope. And he also eats vegetables, like fruits and vegetables. They, that was... Anyway. That was added after the fact, I also, know. Also, uh, did you know that Cookie Monster was in a commercial for Munchos? 
which is the other god-tiered gas station food. The potato chips that are made out of, like, crushed, reconstituted potatoes. Like puffed potatoes. <laughs> when did he do that? Recently? 1969. Oh, Jesus Christ. Was Sesame Street around back then? I didn't know Munchos were around back then. Sesame Street's been around forever. I didn't know Munchos were that old. I thought they were kind of new. I thought they were at least, like... They have, like, an 80s vibe to me. Yeah, like a Funyuns kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm going to get some munchos one of these days. Think about it. <laughs> um, did you know that the word cookie has been vulgar slang for vagina since 1970? I didn't know that. I knew that's uh, what the slang was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> did you know cookie duster is a whimsical expression for mustache? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> yeah. Come take a ride on the cookie dust. <laughs> what if? <laughs> Did you know that as of 2017, Oreos are the number one cookies in America? God. I'd believe it. Did you know that... Well, this is a stupid fact that is not interesting about animal crackers but i do think we need to give a shout out to animal crackers they are like very good i think that they are unappreciated in terms of cookies you know they're not they're not super sweet but they have a nice texture mm -hmm. and i feel like they're baked correctly yeah look crisp understated you probably dunk that in a cup of coffee and probably be pretty good yeah i don't like i don't like uh it doesn't matter what i like <laughs> i i would just i would just eat the cracker and then I would I would have some coffee after I ate it. Just that get that different sensation, different texture. Like drinking coffee, way different from a crunchy cookie. Right. But what if your coffee and your cookie they melded together and they created a third substance that was not cookie or coffee? See that. So the thing is with the the dipping into the drink and stuff. Like I don't like. I really do not like eating mush. Uh huh. And like taking a sweet cookie and some coffee and then making mush that is not sweet and not bitter <laughs> seems like <laughs> it's not it for me. Right. <laughs> I always, you know, they always said cookies and milk and then maybe it's maybe it's predicated, maybe it's supposed to be like uh, uh, more like biscotti cookies that you dip in because maybe the cookies are a little hard uh -huh. or stale. Uh -huh. If they're stale... And you're doing a French toast kind of thing, like you're using you're using a liquid to kind of liven up the food and eat it. Then I get it, but I don't know. Most cookies I've had are pretty soft. Yeah, actually, if I think about it, biscotti is probably the first cookie I ever had. Probably that was like the main kind of cookies that were around, and it was a dipping situation always. Yeah, they, well, they those are, are rock hard. Yeah, they're very hard. That's like you give those to sailors or something. Yeah, right. They last forever. So, what did you learn today about cookies? Not too much. Just enough. I found out that it is really hard to find out how much a cookie monster costs or where to get a real cookie monster. Right. <laughs> you would think that fucking show has been around for 40 or 50 years. You would think that somebody would have made a real cookie monster you could get. I really think they dropped the ball on that. Like, could you imagine, like, uh, every household has got to have a cookie monster. Uh-huh. I'm sure they don't want you to have a cookie monster because then we start having black market Sesame Streets and like people be doing like cookie monster snuff films and then putting them on YouTube <laughs> and, and then they would get suggested to your kid. <laughs> you know how it goes. 
uh, this fucking sick planet. <laughs> Great planet full of smart people. Well, if you are not smart and you want to be patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Check it out, yeah. That's where you get all the episodes you haven't heard. If there's one person, Natalie, who could get a real live cookie monster shipped to you, uh-huh. who do you think that would be? Cory Grella. I feel like she's a sort of fixer. She could get her hands on anything. Well, she has such connects in the insurance industry that I'm sure that if you signed a contract with Cory Grella on your own personal life, that if you died, she could make arrangements that your surviving family members would get a cookie monster. That sounds great. I mean, and... Who could blame them? <laughs> And, well, if you did wind up with your own personal live cookie monster. <laughs> yeah. Harlem and Township. you already figured out. Harlem Township, man. That's where I would go first thing. Yeah. You knew where I was going with it. That's see? where all the real cookie monsters are. <laughs> you see them in, in the yards, the front yards, on the mm-hmm. riding mowers. They love it. Love you see cookies. Them, you see them out at the intersections hanging up signs looking for cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bring those cookies over here, baby. <laughs> That's what they say in Harlem Township. <laughs> you can hardly blame them. Harlem Township, Central Ohio's home of the real cookie monster. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again very soon. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.